What's cracking, Seattle hockey fans? I'm sure you know about the done deal. We're going to talk about it a little bit more. And also, perhaps, the impact that Vince Dunn's deal may have on the market now and in the future. Finally, we'll close out going back to development camp and just reinforcing exactly what the Kraken way is. And that and more coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken, where we bring you your favorite team every day. Locked on Kraken, of course, is a part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Hello, everydayers. I hope you've enjoyed your weekend. I hope you were able to celebrate the Vince Dunn deal. That's right. Our guys coming back. Vince Dunn, four years. Four years. 7.35 7.35 AAV for the Dunninator. The Dun, the Dun, I got to work on that. Either way, <laughs> Vince Dunn is back. And, you know, I, I, I wasn't necessarily worried. I mean, you, you want to see a, a player like Vince Dunn remain on the Seattle Kraken if you can, because I think he had a fantastic two seasons, especially last year for the Seattle Kraken. Once again, Allison Lucan with an amazing article up on the website. It's done is the title Kraken sign impactful defender Vince Dunn to a four year three, 7.35 AAV contract. And I've said this to you before. We've played the clips from Vince Dunn in the exit interviews. But once again, in this article by the amazing Allison Lucan, just reinforcing that Vince Dunn wanted to be here, you know? You know, so in the article, the the quotes from Vince Dunn, again, reinforce that, quote, I'm happy with where I am right now, and I want to be a part of this organization for many years to come. Ever since I stepped foot in here, it's been a new chapter in my career. They've let me develop not just as a person, but as a player. And I'm really fortunate for all the opportunities that I've been given. It was a big, big jump for me to do what I did last year. I got a lot of opportunity, and I tried to make the most of it. I know it's only up from here and the demand is just going to keep growing on is just going to keep growing on me so I'm ready for that I'm really excited for what's ahead so that's Vince Dunn and if once you finish listening to us make sure you head over to locked on NHL where that last element where I say maybe I was actually talking about Dave Haxtell but maybe the pressure is off when you get a contract extension, but there's also the expectation is higher. And so not just for Vince Dunn, not just for Dave Haxtell, not just for Ron Francis, but the entire organization is going to have to go uh, through that. So 
head over to Locked On NHL after you listen to Locked On Kraken, and you can hear Gil and I talk about that. That's the Monday episode of Locked On Kraken, where I join Gil Martin. But uh, again, just to go back to Allison Lucan's article, 26 years old, solid defender, um, career highs in goals with 14 assists, 50, and of course, total points, 64 overall in 2022-23. And I talk about this with Gil, but we see that a lot with Seattle Kraken players, whether we got them through the waivers or the trade deadline or the expansion draft. We see that they, a lot of guys, especially last season, came away with career highs. And that's because of a lot of what Vince Dunn said in this article. You're given more opportunity. But... Heavy is the head that wears the crown, you know, more money, more problems, however you want to say it. There definitely has to now be a shift in how Vince Dunn and again, how the Seattle Kraken overall navigate uh, as we move forward into season three. But also every once in a while you get a contract and you get a new way of approaching contracts that maybe shifts the dynamics in the market, or at least that's what Colorado Avalanche fans might think. I ran across an interesting article that I want to talk about, not necessarily um, just about the Colorado Avalanche, but it is going to be something that the Seattle Kraken have to think about as we are on that three to five year uh, schedule to get, well, quite frankly, one of these. This is a championship ring from the now defunct, uh, or at least that's what we believe, um, Metropolitan Riveters. So the Kraken are looking for one of these. I was on the broadcast team that the year that the Riveters won their championship, and uh, this is what we're chasing. I wanted to harness the power of the ring for this podcast episode. So if we're chasing this, what's happening in the landscape that could make it easier for us, that can make it harder for us? I want to go to an article I came across, and we'll, we'll talk through that coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by AG1. Now, AG1 is a daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. And I've told you before, AG1 is something I've started using as a part of my daily routine. So not only do I record Locked on Kraken and then listen to Locked on NHL as a part of my personal daily routine, but the everydayers know that I travel a lot and having AG1 and the travel packets has been a great way to just seamlessly, you know, have things compound. You know, you don't want to have to think about every little habit. And that's what I love about AG1 because I'm not thinking about it. It's just eight ounces of water, one scoop of AG1. I shake that up and I am getting so many high quality ingredients, 75 as a matter of fact, that are key daily nutrients that I need that sometimes I don't get if I don't have AG1. So I don't need a bunch of supplements. I don't need a massive breakfast. One scoop, eight ounces of water in the bottle that they provide, and I am good to go. So I absolutely love it. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and you'll get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and those five free travel packs of AG1 that I so love. 
That will all come with your first purchase. Again, you'll get a free one-year supply of the vitamin D, uh, so a little dropper, and the five AG1 travel packs with your first order. Go to drinkag1.com backslash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com backslash NHL network to check it out. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine where we bring you your favorite team every single day. So we talked about Vince Dunn, and it's a done deal. Um, you know, we're probably going to talk a little bit more about this, but Kate Shefty has you covered over at the Seattle Times, really breaking down what this means um, and the impact that Dunn has had. It's talking about Devon Taves. First of all, I love that he pr- pronounces his name Devon. Um, some of you might get that, but we'll move on. Okay, so this is for uh, the Mile High Hockey SB Nation site. They do give a shout out to Davy Jones' locker room here, so I appreciate that. But they're effectively talking about how Devon Taves and Vince Dunn, there's some comps there regarding their age, regarding their performance. So the argument that the Colorado Avalanche maybe, or Devon Taves himself could make, is that four years, 7.35 AAV, let's help each other out here. Uh, They call this uh, an impressive four-year, $7.35 million AAV deal to stay in the Pacific Northwest and play in Climate Pledge Arena. Um, And so... I like how they describe the similarities, both grinding, hard defensive style with a scoring touch. Who wouldn't want that on the blue line, right, on their back end? Um, But then also thinking about, well, Dunn's a little bit younger um, than Devon Taves, who's 29 now. So Dunn, again, according to hockey, is on the right side of 30 and will be through this uh, new contract. But Taves a little bit older. So how does this kind of impact what the Colorado Avalanche could do? And the reason I kind of like this thought exercise is because, again, it's what managers have to do and front office teams and assistant managers have to do on a continual basis is kind of look at the landscape Is there a team that maybe is going to want to overpay for one star, which means that they have to let go of their assets or vice versa? Uh, You know, what is going to be the market rate for an offensive minded defenseman? Is that going to change when the salary cap starts to increase again? You know, I just thought this was an interesting article. Again, not about our team, but they used Vince Dunn kind of to spin some wheels and to talk about other teams. But I think for us, so I'm going to put the puck, if you will, back in our offensive zone. And um, I like, and I think I want to do this a little bit more is kind of a take a lay of the land. We always are looking maybe, or, you know, a lot of the conversation around the Seattle Kraken is maybe some bigger names, but are there ways to get what is an equitable ish contract? And maybe it's term uh, versus price. 
and finding that really good balance and getting just a really solid player that can help boon what the Seattle Kraken are doing. So although I do think we're going to have to take a bite, a big bite, hook a big fish sooner rather than later, I'm curious to see how long the Seattle Kraken are going to kind of play this super data-informed game. And that's the thing. I don't think it's a game. I think it's a philosophy. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the Seattle Kraken wrap things up. But I made some predictions. If you're an everyday, you probably know what I had to say. But listen to today's episode of Locked on NHL on Monday because if you want to know what I think is coming up next in the offseason for the Seattle Kraken, I mention it on that show with Gil Martin. So check it out. I believe we're the first segment. I'm actually recording this the same day we recorded that. So don't hold me to that, but we are definitely on the show with Gil Martin and I think you should go check it out. We'll talk about it later in the week. Coming up next though, on this episode of Locked on Kraken, I want to take you back to development camp. So I talked about it not being a game, it being a philosophy. Everything that the Seattle Kraken are doing right now is about laying a foundation while also building upon the foundation. So it's a really interesting time because things are, again, being leveled out, like you would level out the foundation of a house, but you're also building, right? You're building around the foundation while you're waiting for it to really set and hope that it takes, well, not root, because then you don't want to, you don't want roots underneath the foundation because then it'll crack and the tree grows. All right, you get what I'm saying there. The point is, We're building a foundation. We're also building up and towards the future to, again, bam, if you're watching on YouTube, get one of these. Yes, I am bling ringing. It's a pinky ring because I'm miscalculated. It doesn't fit on any other finger, so it's got to go on my pinky ring. ring. But this is my championship ring uh, that I um, got to commemorate the 2018 Metropolitan Riveters Championship. I was one of the broadcasters for that team back when we used to broadcast for specific teams. Anyway, coming up next on Locked on Kraken, again, taking you back to development camp. Let's talk about that foundation and what we're building up, but not just for the Seattle Kraken. I love how the Seattle Kraken are also incorporating ways to get the game to a better place. And that's why we're going to take you to development camp with one of the coaches that came in this year. And I'm very fascinated. We're going to have to do a follow-up here on um, what uh, Lenny Childs, he uh, has some comments. I've got my handy dandy notebook and uh, he's got a comment or two about uh, a notebook that he brought to development camp. That's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. We've talked about the Vince Dunn, the Dunn deal. We've talked about how Vince Dunn, how other teams are perceiving the Vince Dunn deal and how that might impact how they go about the next season or two when it comes to the offseason, when it comes to the trade deadline, when it comes to free agency, all that jazz. So I want to keep eyes on ways that we can kind of blend what other teams are doing and how that may or may not impact the Seattle Kraken. But let's talk about another coach and how the Seattle Kraken impacted him. Now, Lenny Childs was one of three coaches invited to development camp. Um, 
And Caitlin Parker was another one. Now, we if you're an everyday or if you're an OGer, then you know that we've talked about Caitlin Park before and her career, her going um, to be a scout and to work with the, the, the women's national team. Um, but Lenny Childs is an assistant coach for the men's program at Union College, which is in uh, upstate New York. And um, he was able to join... Uh, Caitlin Parker, Dave Haxel, Dan Bilesma, Jeff Tambellini, and other staff for development camp. And he was just so excited. There were so many great things. And, of course, the Seattle Kraken did a great write-up of the amazing Allison Lucan with an article that dropped on July 1st, Coaching Up, in an effort to help grow diversity behind the benches. The Kraken are partnering with the NHL Coaches Association to welcome Lenny Childs and Caitlin Parker to development camp. Now, I love that because there is a program, and every once in a while you'll see tweets about it, but I thought that... Allison really got into a little bit more of the program. There's an NHL Coaches Association, and the president is Lindsay Pinal. And she says, or Allison writes, that Pinal hoped, so Pinal has been integral in creating opportunities for young coaches. And um, she talked about going to the GM meetings in the spring, introducing an idea of having participants in the um, BIPOC and, and women's kind of leadership and youth leadership program go through and coach with NHL coaches. And so Pinal has 140 participants in the NHLCA's female coaches development program and BIPOC, BIPOC coaches program, black uh, indigenous people of color. That's what BIPOC stands for. Just in case you didn't know, um, and so they have three goals of networking, professional development, and visibility and exposure. I guess they put those two together. Um, and these are usually web meetings, but now they've been able to recruit. They say some teams after the presentation reached out and wanted to provide opportunity for young coaches. And one of those young coaches is Lenny Childs. So let's take you back to development camp where we can hear from Lenny particularly on the back end of his media availability, um, talking about how he wants to incorporate what he's seeing, what he's learning, what he himself is doing when he goes to Union. That's coming up right now on Locked on Kraken. I just think it's, it's the, uh, the aspect that they want you in the room. And you're in the room and they're not like, hey, get out of my seat. They're like, take my seat. And I think that's the one thing that um, is needed more in the game. And but I also want it is it does happen. So I does I do want everyone to understand that and see that that at the next level uh, they don't see who you are at all. Like you're just a hockey coach, right? So that's been the the best thing. Hacksaw literally said, "Hey, come close to me, right?" And get my video, which I thought was one of the coolest experiences I've had so far. Well, the weather's unbelievable right now. This is great. Um, you know what? Just I, I think really the talk about the facility and, and the thing how everything's planned out is that this is a very structured detailed uh oriented facility to where everything flows really nicely um even i went down to the pikes market parks market did i say it right um down there and it just it, if there's a sense of, of pride amongst the community and you can tell like even going to the mariners game yesterday uh, the, the sense of like belief behind the the city and and when the when the guys threw out the first pitch they started the, the let's go crack and chant which i was really cool so in a quick short two years you can see the embracement of the the organization happen and again it's all baseball people i think for for success is, is just 
taking as much in as I can uh, and trying to document it so that I can go back and do more research on it, right? You're definitely drinking out of a fire hose with the terms and ologies and, you know, to, to say I'm going to have everything remembered is, is a lie. Um, but if I can just get a few tidbits and, and be able to kind of dive in on those, it's the same thing when you're coaching a player, right? If you give them 20 tips, they're going to pick up three, right? So just you want those three to be impactful and something that they use for the rest of their lives. You may say we might be the uh, the union cracking uh, with uh, with this stuff, but no, I, you know, part of the development obviously for us in the off season is being able to um, develop ourselves with system structure and then our personally. So we're already doing that in, in three days. Picked up some things for us to help on system standpoint, and honestly, you know, being I'm only 31, right? So to say I have this set in stone process is a lie. Um, but right now, there's already a few things that I want to implement into my coaching style and in, in theory that uh, it's going to happen pretty quick. Uh, let's put it this way. I, I thought I had a journal that I was going to dedicate about five pages to. Now it's the Kraken journal. <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. So the Union Kraken, coast to coast. It is my home state, though. Schenectady is not really close to anything that I knew growing up in New York. But anyway, the, the point is. I love how energized a young coach is. I love how energized a college coach is, a black man creating a path in hockey. And this coaching program and, and is really amazing. And Lenny, and I didn't use this because the camera was a little wonky, but um, he talked about how welcoming everyone was and how he felt it was just how the organization was, not like it was forced, not like it was a farce. And I keep telling you this. I've gone on rants, right? I've gone on my soapbox and told you I always love catching up with the Seattle Kraken, usually on the road, just the one time at Climate Pledge Arena so far. Um, I love catching up because the organization is just a bunch of people that love hockey and want the best for hockey and creating opportunities for people to experience hockey in a new, exciting, and a different way and also builds that up from the top. It's, it's an exciting thing to be a part of, and I'm just doing a podcast. So I can't imagine what that experience was like for Lenny Childs, but hopefully we can have him on the show to talk about it himself. And I'm very curious what's in his handy dandy notebook, because as you heard from that clip, Lenny Childs thought, Oh, like I have a journal. I'll keep five pages dedicated to this experience. And he was like, Nope, now I've got it all down on paper. And I love that when you can excite someone about something they're already passionate about. To me, that means you're thinking about all of the things that Allison writes, right? You're thinking about professional development, you're thinking about networking, and you're thinking about, of course, visibility and exposure. So once again, welcome to the Seattle Kraken family. Uh, I love what you're doing here. I want to hear more about it. And, you know, we kind of had that conversation with Jessica Campbell, where that's how I learned that at Kraken Community Iceplex, they have a dedicated locker room to women coaches, despite the fact that they did not have and did not hire any women coaches, not yet, at the NHL level, they wanted to plan for the future. And yeah, the future is women in prominent roles in hockey. The future is black women 
in prominent roles in hockey. So I love that the Seattle Kraken and by extension, the NHL Coaches Association um, are thinking about that. And so that's going to be our show, folks. Don't forget, now that you've listened to this first Monday episode of Locked on Kraken, as your first listen, I should say, head over to Locked on NHL and you get like a, a third of a Kraken, of a Locked on Kraken episode because I'm in one of the segments. So go listen to Gil and I talk a little bit more about Vince Dunn. We talk about Dave Haxel and by extension, no pun intended, Ron Francis and their contract extensions, re-signings, et cetera, and the impact that that will have on Seattle Kraken culture, but also where that culture really needs to pivot in order for the, the franchise and the organization to meet the success that they want. They want one of these. Everyone's going for a ring, baby. And um, I said three to five years. We're going into season three on the ice. Obviously, there's been more than three years of planning, but let's see what we can do. I, for one, am pretty excited, and I hope you'll join me along for what's going to be another fun ride. We had a really choppy, choppy waters in season one, but we made it. Then we found some smooth sailing in season two, just a little, though. Not too much to make us rest on our laurels, or hopefully not. So what is season three going to bring? Are we going to explore new waters? Are we going to find lost treasures? Are we going to navigate through the entire season and make it further than we ever have in the playoffs? Well, that's why we play the games, folks. And again, we're going to do our... um, our breakdown of the schedule. So this week we're going to go through, we've already gone through October. Let's go go through November and probably December also this week, but we're going to start walking through the schedule. What games you got to circle? When are the hockey is for everyone nights? What we can expect from that? We don't exactly know yet, but if I know anything about the Kraken, I think it's, still going to be a good time, even if we can't have the warm-up jerseys. So not the end of the world, but we're going to talk about all that and more this week and in the coming weeks on Locked on Kraken. Hold fast, stay true, be kind to yourself. I'm going to say that one twice. Be kind to yourself. Also be kind to others. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace out.